When you have an idea or a thought about how something could be done and you keep that idea in because you are not sure if it's perfect, you might be missing an opportunity to catalyze progress. You don't need to already know the answer or have all the expertise or know every single thing or be the most experienced person in the room to create forward motion. And when you learn to create forward motion without having any of those qualities, that is when you begin to demonstrate your leadership capabilities. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, And my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today is another solo episode. This season is going to have more solo episodes because I'm coming up with ideas way faster than, you know, once per week. So I have a lot of solo content and I hope that you've been enjoying it. And before I get into the topic of today's episode, which is all around sharing imperfect ideas and getting over the fear of sharing something that might not be 100% right or 100% perfect, I'm going to share something with you right along those lines that isn't 100% perfect, but that I feel like is really, really important, especially right now in the current social and cultural climate. So my past few episodes... Starting with Black Lives Matter, I've been talking about what's been happening in the world. And there's more that I want to share. And the reason that I want to share more is because this show is founded on a very specific mission and vision of supporting women. And it's pretty much impossible to adequately fulfill that mission for me as both a human being and as the host and creator of this show It's pretty much impossible for me to fulfill that mission without acknowledging the differences of experience that different women have both in life, but for this show especially, in the workplace. In order for this show and this platform to be something that's supportive of all women, not just women who share my identity as a white, cisgender, heterosexual female, It has to both acknowledge those differences and speak to those different experiences. And specifically within the context of racial differences, which has been at the forefront of my attention for the past few weeks, that mission can't be furthered properly without really clear, open acknowledgement of the fact that we live in a country that was built upon and is steeped in white supremacy and that myself as a white woman, and that all of us white people were raised in that culture and are part of that culture. And unfortunately, unless we choose to actively unlearn all of the things that that has taught us, we will perpetuate that culture. And in the last few episodes, I expressed to the black women who listen to this show that I support you and that I want to stand with you and that I want to fully support you and not perpetuate this effed up system that we're part of. And what I want to add on to that is I feel like you're not really 
allowed to say that without actually backing it up with action and backing it up with hard action. And when I say hard action, what I mean is the very uncomfortable process and uncomfortable work of looking inwards And specifically for me, that means examining my role as a white woman in this country and understanding how I may have adopted, not intentionally, not because I want to, but because I grew up in this culture, how I may have adopted these harmful beliefs, these unconscious biases that make me part of the problem. And that difficult work and that acknowledgement and that step is a pretty important step in the larger journey of playing a role in dismantling this system. And so I want to be really, really clear that when I say I'm here to support Black women and when I say I'm here to support you, it includes the hard work and it includes the messy work, a lot of which for me will be happening off of this podcast, but I hope the results of it show themselves as the content evolves to acknowledge the different experiences that different women have in the workplace and things like that. And of course, I have a shizload of learning to do, so much learning to do, and this is going to be a process and it's not going to be perfect, but I just wanted to be really, really clear that my support of black women doesn't stop at me saying I support you. I want to be clear that there's action behind that, and I also really want to be clear to my non-black audience and especially to my audience of white women. I also want to be clear that without doing that hard work and without putting in the effort to understand both the problem itself and how we as white women contribute to that problem, without the effort made to do that, and it doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be quick, right? It's a process. It's a learning process. It's an evolution process. But without going through that process and learning to understand the system and our role in that system, you can't really claim to be a true supporter. And it's not necessarily easy work to do, but it's part of the process of becoming an ally. And I want to be really, really clear that this show, this community, that's what this is about and that's who this is for. So I don't intend to or want to, and I'm not okay with having anyone in this space who doesn't agree with that, who doesn't think this is important, who doesn't acknowledge their privilege, who doesn't acknowledge white supremacy, and who isn't willing to continue to be open, to listen, to learn, to understand not just the problem, but also how all of us, especially as white folks, perpetuate this problem. If that's not a school of thought that really aligns with you, this content, this platform, the Facebook group, it's not for you, right? It's really important for me to cultivate a safe space, a space that is truly welcoming, and I know that I won't do that perfectly, but I just wanna draw a really clear line in terms of what I stand for and in terms of what this show stands for so there is no room for questioning. And I know that I will do this really imperfectly, I will be a wildly imperfect ally, never with the intention to cause harm, but only because I have so much learning to do. But that being said, I want you to know exactly where my head and my heart is on that, because I feel like as a listener of the show, that is something that you deserve to know. So I want that to be really clear. And I am holding myself accountable to making this show inclusive and ensuring that the imprint that I make on the world doesn't perpetuate 
the culture that we already live in, which, like I said, is built upon white supremacy. That is where my focus and my commitment is. Please, if you want to, call me out if there are instances where I'm not quite doing that correctly or if I'm saying something wrong or harmful. These are things that, of course, I'm trying to uncover for myself, but I welcome the feedback. But I wanted to just draw that line. And I wanted to say that if you're not about that, bye. (laughs) Bye. Um, That's what I want this space to be. And, you know, of those of you who have connected, who listen to the show, you have huge, huge hearts. And so I hope that this is important to you. And remember that this is a show about becoming a leader. And remember that becoming a leader is being able to create a safe environment where people can grow and contribute at their highest potential. And if you are not willing to look at this stuff, how could you possibly do that, right? So I consider being an ally not only something that you'd want to do as a human, but I also consider it a really essential ingredient in becoming a leader. So that's what I wanted to share with you before I got into my content for today. And if you're listening to this thinking, cool, I agree. I also have a ton of learning to do. Below, I'm sharing one of the podcasts that I have really been enjoying. It's all about what they call Jedi, Justice, Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. It is called That's Not How That Works. And it is hosted by two black women, Trudy LeBron and Louisa Duran. She goes by the nickname Weez. And it's all about these topics. I've been learning so much and I've been enjoying their content. So I will link it below. I'm actually also taking an anti-racism course that is being run by one of the hosts of the show, Weez, and I will link that below as well. And you'll find more content you can listen to to learn about this in my Black Lives Matter episode. But there's so much stuff. I mean, you shouldn't have troubles finding this. It's everywhere. You got this. You can find this. You can do this. All right. Now it's time to get into the content of today's episode, which is all about sharing imperfect ideas, which I would say I just modeled for you throughout this intro, which was highly imperfect. And with that... Let's get into a discussion of doing the very same thing in a work environment. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that you're doing really, really well. I am very pumped about today's solo episode because we're going into a topic that is honestly one of my favorites. And if you are someone who wants to step up as a leader and you actually have this feeling inside that feels something like, you know, I think I have the potential inside me to do a lot. I think there's something inside me that really does have the ability to step up and be a powerful leader or a powerful force for change or growth in my organization or in some other organization in the future. If you have that feeling inside of you, it might be buried very, very deep. But if it's there somewhere inside of you, this episode is for you. One of my favorite topics and one which I honestly haven't gone that deep into in the show yet because there are just so many things to cover because we all deal with so much in our careers and in our workplaces. But one of the ones that is super close to my heart and so important to me and I hope important and helpful to you too is leadership development and what it means to actually show up in your career and in your job day to day as a power and effective leader. And you don't need to be in some really big senior role to do that. Although if you are, this is just as applicable. 
But leadership is much more of a mindset than it is a title. But the most wonderful, magical thing about leadership is as soon as you start to adopt this leadership mindset, you begin to get noticed by the people around you, which often does result in a leadership title. And growing into a leader not only makes you more effective in your job and not only makes it more likely that you will be noticed in the future to step up into a greater role, but it also helps you have more fun. It also helps you grow and learn faster. So it's really something that just unlocks and creates an enormous amount of magic in your professional life. And that's why I am so, so, so excited to talk about it and Today's episode is all about a really important leadership trait that is pivotal in being able to advance and step up into larger roles in an organization. And so much of what I've learned and what I share comes from my own career experience, which I don't often talk about, but I have experience as a corporate strategist and as someone who has advised leaders of companies and level executives on what the company should do next. And so I've had the privilege of really understanding how these people show up to make decisions and what types of voices in a room and what types of mindsets in a room are most effective when it comes to leading and when it comes to dictating the future direction of an organization. And so today, I want to share something with you that will both help you step up as a leader and bonus, 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 it will also help you start to drop some of the perfectionism that might hold you back from speaking up at work because you think that in order to share something, it needs to be really wrapped up and packaged and perfect. Now, of course, it is always great to communicate with structure and with clarity. And I have some episodes coming out that will tell you how to do that. But it is also okay to share ideas that are not 100% baked. And in fact, what I'm going to encourage you to do in this episode and for the rest of your career is to share ideas that are in formation, that are in the incubation stage, because actually doing that allows you to be part of a dialogue with the other people at your organization, and it often allows them to see your potential and your brilliance and your genius and your way of thinking more than when you share the super baked, super perfect idea, and I will explain why. Before I begin explaining why and digging into this, I want to center around the leadership skill that I am focused on in this episode, and that is agility. And that means that you are able to be in any confusing situation or any situation where people aren't sure what to do or the direction is unclear. You are able to be in that situation and quickly think on your feet and figure out how you can uniquely show up with whatever's happening around you to begin pointing everyone in the right direction. And by the way, you do not need to be the most senior person in the room to do this. You do not need to be in the highest role in the room to do this. This is a mindset, and it's a mindset that tells you that you have agency and that if you have ideas for how something could be improved and pushed forward, you should share them because they are valuable to the organization and they will help 
help your team achieve their goals. And that has nothing to do with whether you're the most experienced person in the room and has everything to do with helping everyone around you get to the outcome that is best for the group. And so agility is this ability to literally be in any situation. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter who else is in the room. It doesn't matter if you're the most senior person in the room or not. Nothing matters. The definition of agility is no matter what the situation is, you have the ability to figure out what might be a good next step. You have the ability to use your judgment to ask yourself, what is my role in this situation? And what do I think makes sense for me to do given everything that's going on and given my position in the team and given my position in this overall situation based on everything I know about the problem that we're solving and everything I know about myself and my role? What is my best next step? And the ability to constantly ask yourself that question and come up with answers no matter the situation and to act on the answers that you come up with is agility. And it is massively valuable and it will get you noticed. And one of the trademarks of someone who has this quality is speaking up and sharing thoughts even if they are not 1000% perfect and baked. And I'm going to use an analogy because I love analogies and this is how I see the world. So I hope that these are fun, but I'm going to use an analogy to help you understand why speaking up and why sharing an idea that you're not 1000% sure about is actually going to serve you way more than waiting until your idea is perfect and you know it's perfect before you open your mouth to share a suggestion or throw an idea out there. And the way that I want to explain this is I want you to imagine that as part of the work you do at work, you and your team are all on a project or you're all creating something and you all have this shared goal. And to simplify this, I'm going to abstract this goal. And this is totally fiction, but just go with me. And I'm going to say that let's say your goal, this is going to sound weird. I'm going to be totally honest. This is going to sound super weird, but stay with me. Just stay with it. Let's say your goal is that you're all trying to create this red dinosaur figurine. So like, you know, those like little plastic toys that could be different things. Let's just say you're trying to create a red dinosaur figurine. Pick your favorite dinosaur. I think brontosauruses are super duper cute, but whichever one you like, you're into. Let's just say that the goal for this project is that you're all as a team creating this figurine. All right. Now there's two ways to do it. There are two ways. The first way is you could use a 3D printer to make a 3D printout of this figurine. And if you've ever used a 3D printer, the way that it works is you use software on your computer to create this file. And you create the file, which is essentially building the digital version of what you're gonna tell the 3D printer to print. And then you take that file and you, you know, send it to the printer, and then the printer has that information and it 3D prints the thing that you're trying to print. So in this case, you build this software file of this dinosaur and you're like, okay, the dinosaur is gonna look like this. You hit print and then the 3D printer starts printing this little red dinosaur and that's great because that's what you're trying to create. That's the outcome that you're trying to move towards. Amazing, amazing. Now, the nice thing about using a 3D printer to make this dinosaur is you can be super precise. You have this software, you can tweak it, you can make it look really, really good because you're creating it digitally with all these tools. But here's the problem. I don't know if you've ever used a 3D printer, 
I have only been around one once, but oh my gosh, it took so long to 3D print one tiny little red bracelet. It was this tiny little red bracelet that it was like made out of plastic, but it was still kind of like stretchy like an accordion. And I remember this 3D printer and I remember when it started printing, we all thought it was so cool and we were all like gathered around it and like, oh my gosh, we're gonna watch the 3D printer print. And it was so anticlimactic because like the little the little pipe where the melted plastic comes out and starts printing, like it started moving and it was like beep, 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 beep. And it was like moving out and kind of like squeezing out plastic on this tray and like slowly squeezing out more and more. And it was so slow. So like we imagined this like crazy magical thing where it was just going to like pop out this bracelet, but it was just like looking at it and you can tell just watching like, okay, this is going to take hours. It takes a very, very long time, at least the one that I've seen, to print something out. So that's option one. Now option two for creating this red dinosaur figurine is you can use a ball of clay. And you can take a ball of clay and you can slowly mold that ball of clay into the dinosaur figurine. Now obviously this is going to be way less precise than the 3D printer, right? Because you're dealing with clay. It's a blob of clay. It's going to be a very, very different process. But the major advantage to using clay rather than the 3D printer is that you are going to be able to be way, way faster and you are going to be able to be way, way, way more. Here's the keyword: agile. And this episode is all about agility. So I'm going to explain to you why this matters, why this idea might be relevant for you, and how it might be showing up for you professionally. If you are someone who is only ever contributing ideas, directions, or opinions, when you are absolutely certain, and when you feel 100% confident that your idea is exactly the idea that's needed, What you are doing is you are opting for the 3D printer. You are going in and you are creating the digital file of the perfect dinosaur before you share it, before you print it out, before you put it out in the world, and then you're hitting print on the 3D printer and then you're sharing that perfectly baked, 100% good quality idea and you know that it's good because you spent all that time designing it and all that time printing out the perfect exact design that you wanted. Now, the problem with this is that it takes a really, really long time. It's a very solitary process, so no one gets to see it until it's all the way done and out of the 3D printer. And as a result, it doesn't reflect much input from the group around you. I want to contrast that with what it means to share a half-baked idea, an idea that you're not 100% sure about, in an agile way that actually provides way more value to your team or to your organization or to the people around you than it would have if you had shared the perfect idea and if you had gone with the 3D printer method. So the more agile way of doing it is not waiting until you have the dinosaur fully designed and ready to print, not even knowing exactly what the dinosaur is going to look like, but just pulling a ball of clay out of your pocket and showing it to everyone around you and saying, okay, everyone, I've got this ball of clay. We can make it into a dinosaur now. And here's the thing with that, right? You're not presenting everyone with the answer. You're not presenting everyone with the baked idea. It's not done. It's not finished. It's not polished. It's not perfect. 
but it's faster, it catalyzes forward motion, and it allows everyone to be part of the solution. So many of the things that we work on, especially if you're someone who works with many other teams and as part of groups and as part of a larger unit of people, many of the things we work on happen together. And when you share a ball of clay, you are showing it to people and then they can begin to be part of the process of shaping it. And the thing about the ball of clay is because you're not waiting hours and hours and hours for this thing to be designed and printed from this 3D printer, you move way, way faster. So you think that the ball of clay isn't good enough because it's not done, but actually it's going to get you to a better outcome because it's already in your pocket. You have it at the ready. And the second you put it out there, someone can respond to it and say, that's perfect. I know how to carve out the tail or I know how to carve out the head or I know how to shape the clay into closer to a dinosaur shape and you say, great. So if you treat every idea that you are sharing as a 3D printer and as something that has to come out perfectly baked, A, you're missing opportunities because by the time you're done, (laughs) the meeting will be over or the project will be over, right? So you're missing opportunities to even share it because you spend so long perfecting it. Whereas when you just share the clay ball, you already have the idea. It's not perfect, but you already have the imperfect idea and you can share it in time to actually get credit for being a catalyst and a facilitator of forward motion. And you actually have the foresight and the leadership and maturity to recognize that it's not about getting straight to the answer right away, but it's actually more often about just helping everyone around you take the next step. So by putting the clay out and showing it to everyone and saying, okay, don't have a dinosaur yet, but I have this ball of clay, what you're doing is you're enabling everyone around you to share their perspectives and their expertise and help move things forward. And their collective thinking is way more powerful than your own thinking and you attempting to 3D print this thing all on your own because there will be one person that's really good at sculpting a foot and one person that's really good at sculpting a head and one person that's really good at sculpting all the other dinosaur parts And you'll actually come out with a dinosaur that everyone feels invested in and part of and that you were able to produce in time versus waiting and waiting and waiting for your idea to be perfect. And I'm going to tell you how to apply this practically because that's the most important thing. And something that's super, super important to understand in this is that you can add value by speaking up without having to have the answer. So voicing your ideas, suggestions, opinions at work, they can add enormous value, even if the thing you're voicing isn't the end answer that everyone's looking for. And this is especially relevant in situations where a project is ambiguous, where people are trying to figure out things as they go, where things are unclear, where there are lots of different people involved, especially in those situations, having the answer is not the most important thing. The most important thing is moving things forward. So as you're sitting in a meeting or working on a project and you're filtering out your ideas and you're thinking, should I share this? Should I not share this? Don't filter them out based on whether they're right or wrong. Let go of the filter of, is this idea right or is this idea wrong? And replace it with a completely different filter 
The filter I want you to replace it with is will this idea keep us stuck? Will it move us backwards or will it move us forward? And the ideas that you want to share are the ideas that will move people forward. And the really fascinating and interesting thing about this, and once you realize this, it can take so much of the pressure off of speaking up and off of having to be perfect. The wonderful thing about this is that there are many ideas that don't fall into the category of quote unquote, the right answer, but that end up moving things forward. And this is why it's such a loss when you only share the perfect baked idea that you know is the right answer because you're assuming that you can only show up with the perfect 3D printed dinosaur. You're assuming the clay is a blob. Who wants a blob? Who wants a blob of clay when we're trying to make a dinosaur? But remember, the blob eventually gets carved into the dinosaur and it happens faster because it's not so damn slow like the 3D printer. And so what you want to ask yourself is, is this idea going to move things forward? And here's a fascinating thing that might blow your mind. It would it would blow mine at certain points in my career. But here's a fascinating thing. Wrong answers can move things forward. Wrong answers move things forward because when you share a wrong answer, people are like, that's wrong. That's wrong great. And that happens. And then you say, okay, cool. Let's figure out what's wrong about it. That's where we know we need to focus. That's where the progress is going to happen. It's the thing about it that's wrong. And notice that if everyone was stuck by sharing that wrong answer, you have now gotten things unstuck and you've gotten things moving. And now you might be thinking, very likely you're having a thought that's saying something like, Jessica, you're telling me to share wrong things. Like this feels weird. I'm trying to show up with authority and competence and sharing wrong things seems strange. It's not, it's not that I'm asking you to say, you know, oh guys, the sky is green. I'm definitely certain the sky is green, right? But I am asking you to proactively play a role as a facilitator of progress. So how might sharing a wrong idea look? How do you share a wrong idea in a way that makes you look effective and powerful? One example, one way you do so is by saying, I'm going to put together a straw person. Many people call it a straw man. Uh, One of my teams, one of my old teams used to call it a straw person, which I really appreciated. So you say, I'm going to create a straw person for everyone to react to. And you share your idea and it's not correct because it's a straw person. The whole point of a straw person is it's an argument that's incorrect that people take apart. And in that process, it catalyzes forward motion because it's much easier for people to look at something and say why it's wrong than it is for people to look at a blank piece of paper and come up with the right answer. So when you have an idea or a thought about how something could be done and you're in a situation where people aren't making progress and things are unclear and you keep that idea in because you are not sure if it's perfect, you might be missing an opportunity to catalyze progress by throwing something out there, by throwing out a clay ball that people can look at and shape. 
And the things that we create in business environments do not get created all in one go, like a 3D printer printing out a dinosaur. They get carved and iterated and they change and flow, right? Things rarely follow this linear path. So by throwing out this clay ball, this undeveloped idea, this thing that's not there yet, this thing that might not be the exact right thing, you're allowing that process of change and flow and iteration to begin. And so what you can do is as you're having these ideas come up, let go of the right or wrong paradigm. Leave that behind and replace it with the forward or backward paradigm. Is this going to result in forward motion or backward motion? And if you're sharing something that you know is imperfect and you're only sharing it for the purpose of making forward progress, you can always share that context before you say the thing so you're not worried about being the person who's saying that the sky is green when you know the sky is blue. So you can say something like, I'm going to start with a straw person to get things going, or I'm going to throw a starting point out there for us to iterate and improve upon, or I have part of an idea and I want to throw it in the mix to see if anyone wants to build on it, or I don't quite have the answer yet, but I keep thinking of this specific thing and I'm wondering if that could be a starting point. So you can share this language and this context that tells the people around you, look, this isn't the dinosaur. I'm not, I don't have the dinosaur ready fresh out of the 3D printer because you know that that takes hours. I'm just sharing a ball of clay, everyone. This isn't the answer, and I know that. But I also know that when I put this ball of clay in front of you, then we can start making the dinosaur. Because before I put this ball of clay out there, we were all just arguing about how we're going to make this dinosaur. And I said, hold up, everyone, here's a ball of clay. And then finally, we started the forward motion. And so again, as your ideas come to you, as you're working on these big, complicated, challenging projects that involve other people, don't be afraid to share these clay balls. And don't be afraid, that sounds so weird, but don't be afraid to put these things out there and frame them as such. And it's such a fun thing to realize because then you can take the pressure off of yourself to have the perfect idea. And then you can step into your power of a facilitator of progress and really truly feel what it feels like to move something forward without having the answer. And that's what leaders do. And that's what C-level execs do. They don't know every single thing and have every area of expertise, but they know how to catalyze it from those around them to move things forward. So this process of getting everyone to an answer without you knowing the answer yourself is a major, major skill that will enable you to do more and more things because if you are one day leading a huge team or a huge organization, you're not going to know how to do every single thing that that organization does, but you're going to need to know how to facilitate all of the outcomes that all of those different things create. So it's this skill of being able to see yourself as the catalyst, as the agile person who can drop into the situation without knowing the answer, without having the expertise, without having all of the information. And you can drop into that situation and know this is exactly what I should do next to get this moving forward, even though I don't have the expertise, I don't have the answer, I don't have all of the information. And until you get comfortable sharing half-baked ideas, sharing a straw person, until you get comfortable 
throwing out that chunk of clay versus the perfect dinosaur, it'll be really hard to do that because you'll be waiting for hours and hours for the 3D printer to print out the perfect dinosaur, the perfect idea, the perfect answer. And that's not how things get created. And so my push to you, my takeaway to you, my challenge to you is to see if you are filtering your ideas by are they right or are they wrong? And I really challenge you to have the bravery and courage to try on another filter, which by the way, is so much less stressful than the right or wrong filter. And it is the filter of, is this going to create forward motion or is this going to create backward motion? And if it's going to create forward motion, then the rule is share it because the goal is always forward motion. And remember, you don't need to already know the answer or have all the expertise or know every single thing or be the most experienced person in the room to create forward motion. And when you learn to create forward motion without having any of those qualities, that is when you begin to demonstrate your leadership capabilities. And you have to get comfortable sharing the half-baked idea, sharing the hunk of clay that doesn't look like anything yet. You have to get comfortable doing that because that is how many of these things get solved in their infancy. And so I'm curious to hear if as you were listening to this, do you feel like sometimes you have the 3D printer mindset where you only share the perfect thing and you feel very uncomfortable putting out that blob of clay and saying, okay, like here's what I'm thinking and it's just a blob but I think it's going to move us forward, right? Where are you? How comfortable are you doing that? And do you tend to just stay with this perfectionist 3D printing and can only share the perfect idea or perfect answer mindset? If you do, it's very common and no worries at all. But think about how free you'd feel if you no longer had to only share correct ideas, but if you could simply share ideas that would move things forward, which includes all sorts of ideas that aren't necessarily perfectly right. So let me know. I'd love to know where you fall on this spectrum. And I'd love to know if there are situations or projects at work where you can be throwing out a hunk of clay, throwing out a straw person, throwing out a catalyzing idea that's just meant to spark progress. And are you able to see yourself as a facilitator of change and results without knowing the answer, without having the most expertise in the room, without being the person who understands everything and has all of the information? Do you have the courage to show your messy, weird hunk of clay, even though you don't yet have the perfect dinosaur? I would love to hear from you. So let me know. The best way to find me is on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram, my handle is The Art of Speaking Up, and I'm inside the Facebook group, which is called The Art of Speaking Up. And let me know, this is such an important skill to develop, and this is a skill that once you develop it, it will pay dividends over and over and over again, because this will come up constantly for you, and you'll have let go of the pressure of needing to be right and needing to have the answer, and you can be in the flow of what it looks like to just be in that iterative, non-linear mode of solving something. And that very iterative, flowy, messy mode is often at the beginning of things, right? So things do become organized. They do become systematized. They do become more predictable and more step-by-step. But when things are new and complicated, there's often a lot of time spent 
just with the hunk of clay and that's part of it and it's not about just getting to the dinosaur right away it's just about right sizing the hunk of clay and getting it to be more manageable and getting it to be more malleable so that it can eventually become a dinosaur so if you've stayed with me until here wow thank you so so much I so appreciate it and I just want to send you my best I hope you're doing okay it's been a really strange time in the world it's been challenging for different people in so many different ways but I hope that you are able to weather all of the uncertainty and I hope that we can all hold on to some optimism that even with the situation right now we definitely don't have the 3D printed dinosaur but I'm trying to keep mentally focused on the fact that we will eventually have a dinosaur there will be a dinosaur at some point even if the clay is just like splattered everywhere all right So with that, I'm going to sign off, wish you an incredible week, very excited for next week's episode. So please tune in. In the meantime, take good care of yourself, get some rest, get some play, share some clay balls at work. (laughs) So yeah, anyway, okay, I'm going to go. Bye.